Hi, I'm Chantelle. And I'm Matthew. And we're founders of Fifth Place, where our mission is to make the world a better place by enabling the how. Welcome, Welcome to, to our Emotions, Emotions Matter, Matter Really podcast. In this podcast, we explore everything about emotions, feelings, and what it is to become and remain emotionally fit. We delve into everything about emotions, emotional well-being, and mental health. We interrogate the taboo around expressing and talking about emotions and feelings. We talk about all those things we want less of, like stress, anxiety, and burnout, and the things we want more of, like sleep, calm, and self-care. We explore tools, tips and techniques for managing your emotions. We examine what it means to be emotionally fit and why this equals a better quality of life. O oh sleep, O oh gentle sleep, nature's soft nurse, how have I frightened thee? that thou no more will weigh my eyelids down and steep my senses in forgetfulness? William Shakespeare, Henry IV, Part 2, Act 3, Scene 1 Sleep, like breathing and moving, eating and drinking is supposed to be natural, something we just do. Go to sleep, sleep well, Wake, rested. Well, yes, uh, not really. Sleep has become a thing, an easeful gift for some, those happy slumberers who know not the dread with which, as the night closes in and quietens down, the mind opens up and its volume increases. Loud, incessant words of worry bang around the brain in tireless drip feed of sleepless torture. Or, initially, sleep comes easily. The head falls on the pillow, eyes flutter closed as the words on the page become foggy, and the world of dreams beckons after a heavy arm reaches out to snap off the light. Ah. But then, the light in the brain goes on, snapped bright and searing. The mind, befuddled and in shock, does a dull search for clues as to the time. Too scared to glance at the luminous digital screen, a scan of the surroundings reveals no telltale light through the curtains. No birdsong. A clock chimes. Too few times. Oh, no. 2 a.m. Again! The worry words creep in and make themselves comfortable, twittering nonsensities like mean gossipers, or useless thoughts of useless things that nothing can be done about, whirl around and around and around, like a tired, unmerry go round. The clock chimes again. And again, and again, mercilessly reinforcing how many half hours, then full hours, you have not been asleep 
and the tired un go round keeps on going. Ugh, how did we get here? You know, I never really had issues with sleep. I could go to sleep anywhere and sleep soundly until morning. That is, until I entered menopause. I never had difficulty going to sleep, but the night sweats and the waking at 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning started. I wouldn't get too uptight about it. I had this mantra that I repeated and repeated until I fell asleep. But more recently, with the pandemic and lockdown, I was under a great deal more stress for a whole variety of reasons. And I would wake up at 2 a.m. and my mind would go round and round and round. And I would just not get back to sleep until around 4 a.m. and then have to wake an hour later. It was just horrible. Matthew, have you had any problems with sleep? I've had my fair share of issues. In the past, I have battled to get to sleep. There was a time that I was almost afraid of going to sleep. For some reason, I resisted going to sleep to the point that I would do anything to stay awake for as long as I could until I literally passed out. The problem was that I would sleep late, and if I could not sleep in late, I'd be miserable. I think I was suffering from depression at that stage, so the inconsistent and erratic sleep certainly didn't make it any better. And looking back across my life, I think I may have been depressed a whole lot more than I would care to admit, given this tendency to avoid sleep. At times I used to be in this perpetual state of slangry, you know, like hangry, but because I needed sleep, and I was short-tempered, curt, and often acerbic in my engagements and dealings with others. Not my finest moments at all. And now? Well, now I really like to wake up early. I like the extra time it gives me in my day. I love the sounds of the birds the freshness and clarity of the cool morning air. I especially love the light, the beautiful soft heralding of the day as everything gently gets lighter and lighter. And so recently, as we have been making a big effort to get to bed early and wake early, I have been feeling the benefits. I'm more alert during the day, for one, and I can get things done quicker and easier. My general state of being feels so much better, too. I agree. Although it can be a challenge getting to bed early, especially when we want to watch a movie that is over two hours long, our Oscar challenge is becoming a real challenge. Ah, yes, our Oscar challenge. Sometimes more challenge than Oscar, but this is an episode for another day. Back to sleep and why it has become such a big thing for many people. I think over the decades, sleep has taken a bad rap. A bit like our emotions, sleep has been relegated to the not-so-necessary division. That place where the also-rans, the wannabes, hang out. The not-so-cool kid space. The question is, I think... Why, as a society, are we having so much difficulty with sleep? And to go to some way to answering this question, let's turn to Sleep Cycle, an app we also use as an alarm for waking us up that tracks time asleep and sleep quality, amongst other things. 
with over 2 million active users, Sleep Cycle offers some interesting insights into sleep from around the world. Our ability to fall asleep is governed by three main factors. Number one, circadian rhythm. As the body's built-in 24-hour biological clock, circadian rhythms regulate essential functions like metabolism and brain functioning, and they govern feelings of sleepiness and wakefulness. These rhythms guide our body as to when we should be feeling sleepy, as well as when it's time for our body to feel energized. The second thing is something called sleep pressure. The longer you're awake, the higher your sleep pressure, caused by a chemical called adenosine, and your risk of falling asleep. A low sleep pressure decreases your chances of falling asleep at bedtime. And then there's this thing called activation level where innumerable forces are competing for our attention and they ramp up our dopamine systems. Heightened stress or emotions before bed can increase our activation level, you know, mucking about on social media, and this can mask tiredness. And if you think about the way we live, maybe the way you live, particularly in our always-on technology-driven modern world, it's very easy to see how our lifestyle can affect these three things. Yes, so let's look at a variety of lifestyle and lifetime routes that have brought us here. It could have been that route that took you past the stressed out mountain. The bank account is empty worry pit. The I don't have enough time for everything parent detour. And the I hate my job canyon. It could also be through the my relationship in Tatters Park stopping off at the I am afraid for me and my family's health cave or a collision course into the hormonal roller coaster of midlife and menopause. Ah yes, those dreams of a Harley Davidson really do linger. Ah, just kidding. That was never my thing, but I think what you have said is very true and COVID didn't help either. Also, as you mentioned earlier, we've been schooled into thinking that sleep is overrated much like emotions, and we really shouldn't need that much. Take society's overarching definition of success, which has to a large extent been responsible for devaluing sleep. The go-go-go culture, work-work-work, bigger, better, faster, more. If you were not sleep-deprived, you clearly weren't working hard enough or long enough. Sleep was for sissies and for the lazy liabouts. We've really got ourselves into some pretty bad habits regarding sleep as a society. For many of us, though, coming out of the years of lockdown and locked in, the increased pressures of health scares and working through a screen while trying to be a parent, partner and friend has left us feeling exhausted by life. It's made us itchy and scratchy and unpleasant to be near. It has affected our relationships and our ability to work effectively and lead. There is nothing worse than suffering from insomnia, which is a sleep disorder where you have trouble falling and or staying asleep. It must be torturous not trusting that you will either fall asleep easily or worry that you will wake during the night and not get back to sleep for days or should I say nights on end. We are not here to unpack insomnia as the disorder. We are not experts in this area. What we are here to do is to look at sleep in general and how not getting enough can affect us. 
Let's look at the science of sleep. Adults require between 7 and 9 hours of sleep a night. Less than this negatively impacts our immune system, increases the risk of cardiovascular disease, and can result in weight gain. Fantastic, not. And can cause the body to release more stress hormones. Thanks a lot. Sleep deprivation affects the brain, impacting our ability to reason, our emotional state, and ability to form new memories. Those all-nighters cramming for exams when you were a student were actually pretty counterproductive. Is it no wonder that we are not great people, parents and co-workers when we don't get enough sleep? The impact to our emotional state is huge. And we are all about improving emotional fitness. And sleep has to be part of that strategy. We need more sleep. So how do we get it? A brief search on the internet will result in pages of useful sleep improvement strategies. From sticking to a sleep schedule to reducing alcohol and caffeine several hours before retiring to bed. Switching off electronic devices. Creating a wind-down ritual in a relaxing, temperate environment. Of course, there's always medication, both natural and pharmaceutical remedies. Mindfulness meditation and adult sleep stories to lull you to sleep are a massively popular trend. We know this firsthand with the popularity of our sleep meditations and the sleep stories that we have published. They are by far the most popular of all of our 30-odd recordings that we've released. And remember, shape of emotion. Shape of emotion has proven very effective in getting one into a calm and sleepy state results in a good night's sleep. I mean, just a few days ago, we had a newcomer to Shape of Emotion report using it before bed and having the best night of sleep in a long, long time. Yep. Sleep is important, but you know, we don't just decide we need more sleep and then go and get it. Dr. Steve Ormer, a clinical psychologist in San Francisco who specializes in treating people with insomnia, says that there's a paradox to sleep, in that when you are not trying to sleep, sleep comes easily. But when you try to sleep, your mind monitors your efforts, which then keeps you awake. He also says that medications do not solve the problem. They just knock you out. In a recent video, he talks about how beating insomnia is a multifaceted approach and it is not something that happens overnight. Excuse the pun. We personally don't suffer from insomnia, but even we have seen what commitment and discipline it has taken to change our routine and habits with our decision to get more sleep. We decided we needed to get to bed earlier, so that impacted when we stop working, make supper and eat. Yes, it impacts what we are able to do at night. We don't do much socializing or going out during the week, but it impacts our viewing choices. The later we actually sit down in front of the screen, the less time we have to watch something. And we love watching movies. Hence the challenge with movies that are over two hours long. To be able to switch the lights off at 10pm, we aim to be in bed by the latest quarter to two ten, So we can do a bit of reading then wind down, and then it's lights out. We've really had to be more aware of the time as well, and there can be occasions when we really want to push it, you know, really want to maybe uh, see the end of the movie or another episode of the series. 
But we know how we're going to feel the next day when the alarm goes off at 5.15am and we are still feeling like we could do with more sleep. When I wake up automatically before the alarm goes off and I feel rested, then I know I've had a good night's sleep. Some of you may be thinking that we've had to make big sacrifices here, but we don't feel that way. We don't resent having to do less at night because we see the benefit of our routine in the way we feel each day. So, and this is important, we are certainly not advocating that anyone follows our approach. What works for us may not work for you. We are more of what Matthew Walker in his book, Why We Sleep, refers to as morning larks or early birds. We are happy to go to bed early and wake early. Morning larks make up about 40% of the population. You, however, may be a night owl, someone who can only get to sleep much later at night and then wakes later in the morning. Night owls make up about 30% of the population, with the remaining 30% falling somewhere in between with a slight leaning to eveningness. This is chronotype. This is what it's called, and it is strongly determined by genetics. Along with so much in our lives that needs adjustment, getting enough sleep requires a holistic, personalized approach and plenty of trial and error. You'll only know what will work for you if you know yourself. And that is the real job here. Getting to know ourselves deeply and intimately. It's our clarion call to humanity. Indeed. We are being called to reacquaint ourselves with who we innately are, not what society or our boss or media says we should be. And this is what we advocate all the time, coming back to your body. By coming back to your body, tuning in, listening to it again and again, and learning to understand its language, you will get to understand what it needs. Now. I'm not saying that it's always easy because we have spent so much time ignoring the messages, typically banning how we feel and overriding our needs, usually with too much thinking. Now, I want to share with you what I like to imagine. I like to imagine myself as the captain of a ship. The ship is my body. My ship is magnificent, like a galleon with huge billowing sails snapping ropes and a burnished bow, bright and gleaming. Picture something like a ship from Pirates of the Caribbean. We have a relationship, me and my ship. If I look after it, keep it in good, dare I say ship shape, if I make sure the sails are mended, the ropes oiled and the wood varnished, then it will take me all over the oceans and seas of life. If, on the other hand, I neglect it, let it drift aimlessly to be at the mercy of the winds and waves, then my ship will suffer and my voyages be unpleasant. And in the extreme, I may not reach my island of treasure as my ship could sink, taking me with it to those dark depths from which there is no waking. The same goes for me and my body. I must build a relationship with it, observe its needs, listen to its whispers, and heed them, so we can safely and comfortably wend our way through life's charted and uncharted waters. Now sometimes you are unable of doing it alone, 
and it requires working with someone else to guide and support you. Yes, and whether you work with someone or not, you still need to do the work. You need to connect with yourself, with that beautiful, bodyful ship, listening, trusting, caring enough to make the micro-modifications to feel better, sleep better, and be better. We end this episode with a short poem called Winken, Blinken, and Nod. It is a popular poem for children written by American writer and poet Eugene Field, published on the 9th of March, 1889. The original title was Dutch Lullaby. The poem is a fantasy bedtime story about three children sailing and fishing among the stars from a boat which is a wooden shoe. The names suggest a sleepy child's blinking eyes and nodding head. The spelling of the names and the wooden shoe suggest Dutch language and names as hinted in the original title. Enjoy. Winken, Blinken and Nod one night sailed off in a wooden shoe, sailed on a river of crystal light into a sea of dew. Where are you going and what do you wish? The old moon asked the three. We have come to fish for the herring fish that live in this beautiful sea. Nets of silver and gold have we, said Winken, Blinken and Nod. The old moon laughed and sang a song as they rocked in the wooden shoe, and the wind that sped them all night long ruffled the waves of dew. The little stars were the herring fish that lived in that beautiful sea. Now cast your nets wherever you wish, never afraid are we. So cried the stars to the fishermen three, Winken, Blinken and Nod. All night long their nets they threw to the stars in the twinkling foam. Then down from the skies came the wooden shoe bringing the fishermen home. Twas all so pretty a sail it seemed as if it could not be. And some folks thought twas a dream they dreamed of sailing that beautiful sea. But I shall name you the fishermen three, Winken, Blinken and Nod. Winken and Blinken are two little eyes, and Nod is a little head. And the wooden shoe that sailed the skies is a wee one's trundle bed. So shut your eyes while mother sings of wonderful sights that be, and you shall see the beautiful things as you rock in the misty sea. Where the old shoe rocked the fishermen three, Winken, Blinken, and Nod. Hmm. I'm starting to feel a little drowsy after all that. It's not quite time for bed, but I do look forward to putting my head on that pillow and saying good night. Hmm. Yes, there is nothing better than sinking into that pillow after a long and productive day and saying sleep tight. So until we meet again, be kind, be gentle, and may you get plenty of restful sleep. From me, Chantal, bye for now. And from me, Matthew, 
May your nights be calm and peaceful, and bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast and haven't already done so, please subscribe. You can also find out more about what we do by visiting our website, Fifth Place. Yes, that's all it is. Fifth.place, the number 5th.place. To experience Shape of Emotion, we invite you to try out an emotional fitness class, which you can do at no cost on Insight Timer. Look for Matthew and Chantel as teachers. Music